0: Thank you, James, and good morning from me. Brilliant prayer at the start. Thanks, James, so thoughtful. Um, I'm just doing two little ones today because it's a communion service and also tied in with our Passover meal that we had on Friday, which was amazing. Um, And we had some amazing insights from Eleanor about uh, the Passover. We're a bit ahead of schedule in at uh, Park End. It's supposed to be the Holy like Weekend. But don't worry about that. If you can come to the Pentecost meal, which should be in 50 days, but who know when, knows when it will be, that would be brilliant as well. But this is a Passover communion meal this morning. Where, if you're a sinner, there's a Savior provided for you this day. If you're in need of hope, and you're in despair, Today we connect with the salvation and peace of the Lord God, the Lamb slain for sinners. Jesus didn't give long lectures about His death. He just died at Passover and knew that everybody would know what that meant because it's all in Exodus and Leviticus, which is what James just read. And He turned this event into a family church Meal on the night He was betrayed. And this morning, we remember it. Where the divine Lamb hung in the place of sinners and judgment passed over the sinners and hit Him instead. And that message is the hope of the world. Jesus dies at Passover. Jesus uh, took this meal And describes it in Mark 14 as his own body. When he's holding the wine, he describes it as his own blood given for sinners who deserve judgment. When he breaks the bread, he does so because his body is broken for people. When they eat from one loaf, it's because we're one family here united around Christ. And there was no lamb at this meal. Why? Because Jesus was the Lamb. That's the name He had His whole life. The Lamb given for sinners. Now I don't know if you've been watching the news recently, or just hanging out with humans, or just being honest with yourself, but there's a lot of room and cause for despair at the moment. Depression. A sense of damnation and darkness, which seems to be in the basement of, of the human heart. It just does. We don't seem to be getting better. And if we cut out the message of Passover, or communion, we're left with this spineless Christian message, which doesn't address the real issue and problem of the world, which is our human hearts. Some churches try to get rid of the message of the Lamb dying in the place of sinners. But when we do that, we leave the world to think, how are we going to solve our problems if the church is off in some Disney World adventure? Where and too frightened to address the hardcore issues of life? Where are they going to turn? No. This morning we come to a Lamb who addresses the issue of sin of the human heart, dies in our place, rises again, shares his love and peace with us all. And we remember Him this morning. My friend recently wrote this, and don't you find it's true? We can be disgusted, furious, and enraged by injustice, selfishness, greed, abuse. So much so that we want investigations, justice, punishment, and a new future. We want to bring everything out into the open. A judgment which is transparent... People to be held accountable and safeguards to be put in place. We want that, but when God does it, we don't want Him to. Don't talk about justice and God or Jesus in the place of sinners. Talk about something else. No, this morning we come to the Lamb slain for sinners where evil is brought out and cleansed. Lots of people at the moment say, why isn't God just killing Vladimir Putin? Why isn't he doing that? Well, one day, he will bring him to justice. But if we want him to do it to Vladimir, we must also then be honest and say he must bring similar justice to us. For all of our sins. And are we ready for that? Because the Bible says we're all guilty and we all need forgiveness this morning. This God, before we sing again. Loves with such a jealous intensity. He cannot put up with sin. He hates it more than we do. But He provides a way out for us all this morning. This God will pay any price. The price of the blood of God Himself to redeem us. This God is the only God who can reach us when we're on the bathroom floor. When we are utterly lost. Drunk. Trying to live with the things we have done. When we're manic, bigoted, depressed, enslaved to addictions that we love and hate. When we're greedy, ashamed, bitter, hateful, and hating, dirty, and we don't know where we can turn. We come to this table this morning and we remember Romans 5. When we were still messed up sinners, the divine King, the Lord Jesus Christ, died for. Us. Um, for the ancient church in Exodus, when they were in Egypt, they had to come out and they had to kill a lamb, put the blood on the doorposts, as James read. It had to be male and without defect. This wasn't some cheap old thing, this was a precious lamb without spot. And in Exodus 12, you had to adopt it into your family for a week. And on day four, uh, over the next four days you get to know it, and it would have become a family pet, as we looked at on Friday. You might have even named it. It was an intimate affair, and then it gives up its life for the family, to sustain them, to feed them for their journey to the heavenly land. Not only that, it's blood. It's blood. Protected the household from judgment. Because judgment had already fallen in that household. Why? Because Jesus, not too long later, was going to be the Passover lamb of God. And give us life for our future. And when John the Baptist comes on the scene. That wild holy prophet. His mission was to prepare the world for Jesus. And what was the title that James read? the chief identifying name the fundamental explanation of who jesus was john doesn't say behold the son of god he doesn't say behold the word of god he doesn't say behold the christ of god he says behold the lamb of god the most fundamental introduction to god for everyone to grasp this morning is that he's a sacrifice For sinners. And I'm going to close this bit off by stealing something from another preacher that I liked so much, I wanted to do it here. So I'm going to ask my um, strapping young assistant to come back, standing back up, and stand by there. Now, the church back then was an interesting bunch, to say the least, as we are here. And there were lots of families by here. I'm not scary, James, come here. And there were lots of families in the Old Testament church, like there are now. Lots of full of characters, and one of the families might have been a good family that night, where judgment was going to hold it up, James. Hold it up. Where, that, where judgment was going to fall, and they might have been good old Christian people, trusting in the Messiah. Their children might have been well ordered and behave themselves and get an A in school, and they might all be prayerful and read the Bible together every day and have no problems. And they're good by all accounts. Um, And they are really trusting in the Messiah. But they still apply the blood. Okay, So that's one family. Rare, but they do exist. Then, there's another one. There would have been a bad family. Let's say they keep trying to be good and then it gets to Tuesday morning and it's all gone wrong again. And they fall to sins that they thought they had tackled and they've fallen to them for the thousandth Time And they're like, I'm bad. I just can't do this in my own strength. Oh, is anybody out there like me? <sighs> is judgment going to fall on me? And they kill the lamb and put it on the doorpost. And then, there would have been some ugly families who by the world standards have done everything wrong and society just turns their nose up at them. Outright messes. That not even people want to look at or be their friends, but that night they start trusting in the coming Messiah, they kill the lamb, they put it on the doorpost. Which one of these that night was protected and rescued and saved by the lamb? The answer is all of them. That was the power of the blood. Of the Lamb. Thank you, sir. Over there. Come, ye sinners, to Christ, and your foulest sins will be forgiven now and forevermore. That is the power of Holy Communion as we physically connect with that message.